Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck Podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute. Yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. One second to go. Kentucky throws it in, and that's it. That's the ball game. Eric Musselman and John Calipari meet at midcourt. Hogs gave them a fight, but Kentucky wins the ball game before a packed house at Bud Walton Arena. 63-57, to 57, our final score. Well, the Razorbacks were better on Saturday, but still no cigar as Kentucky comes away with a six-point win at Bud Walton Arena. That's where we begin on a new week of the Gimme the Hawks Chuck podcast is presented by Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, and it is brought to you in part by Bet Saracen and the Bet Saracen app. Yeah, I was thinking a few moments ago as we were preparing to record this, what a really remarkable day Saturday was. You know, it begins in the morning with ESPN's college game day. And I mean, they were there at the crack of dawn, getting everything ready on the floor. You perhaps saw some of the pictures on social media with all the setup. And I mean, there's stuff everywhere. And it was a nice showing. A lot of students there. A lot of adults who wish they were still students were there. And I think everyone enjoyed the spectacle of it all. Musk came on the set, and everyone seemed to have a lot of fun. And then we had a little break, and then we get back to the arena. We find out Trevin Brazil's not going to play. We find out Devontae Davis is not there, and the Razorbacks are going to have to play Kentucky shorthanded. And, you know, you think about what Kentucky's done so far this year, what they are, what the Razorbacks have done, what they've been. And I think going into it, it's like, wow, if the Razorbacks can just avoid getting crushed today, it'll be a good day. And then lo and behold, the Razorbacks come out and they guard them. I mean, they guarded them like crazy during the early part of the ballgame, ran them off the three-point line, banged with them inside, challenged shots. Everything that you have to do to win a game over a team like Kentucky and everything that you would expect a team to do when they are playing a big emotional ball game. Regardless of the fact that Arkansas was 1-6, regardless of the fact Kentucky was 4-2, it was a big emotional ball game. The eyes of the nation were watching. ESPN was there. It's a full house. I was thinking as I looked around the arena on Saturday, how many teams that are 1-6 would draw a crowd like that? I'd venture to bet none. You know, even if Kentucky was in town, even if Duke was in town, pick your team. I doubt if there's another program out there whose team's 1-6 and six in conference play that would have filled the house the way Razorback fans did on Saturday. Again, Arkansas was better. This is a long post-game cut from Eric Musselman, but I want to play it in its entirety because I think it gives you a little insight of the way his mind bounces around, all the things that go through a coach's mind right after the ballgame, how you jump from topic to topic, 
And this was must when it was over. I thought it was the most connected our team has been all season. That's one of the best teams we've played for sure. I think they're extremely well coached. They know their roles. We changed a lot of things over the last three days, however many hours that is. Tried to really control tempo, but the turnovers, I mean, we need better point guard play straight up. Our bigs were phenomenal. Thought that was the best game that Kai Mitchell has played for us since he's been here. I thought Graham and, and Lawson battled and did all they could do against a, a super talented front line and we're shorthanded. But I thought the effort, have not been happy with the effort over the course of the last couple of weeks. Tonight, I, I mean, I got to go in that locker room and, and tell them we got to get ready for Missouri and I can't fault their effort. We're not a good offensive team. I mean, that's all you got to do is watch the game. We struggle taking care of the ball. But because of effort and defense tonight, we were in the game. There's been a lot of games we haven't had a lead at all. I don't fault the connectivity that the team had, and I do not fault their effort one bit tonight. I thought they played as hard as they could play. I thought the first half, it was flawless how they executed on both sides of the ball. Now, we might not have made shots. You know, Mitchell hit some threes. I think he averaged his one three a game, and, and he hit three tonight. A lot of things go through a coach's mind after a ball game, and you know, Muss, when games are over, he talks to the team, talks to the staff, does a little post-game radio, goes in and does the media session from which that cut emerged. And just as a little insight, when he's done with all that, about 30, 45 minutes later, we tape his television show. So it's a busy day, and lots of things go into a Saturday. Here's the way I look at it as the Razorbacks get ready to go on the road this week. I know that a lot of the conversation, in fact, a good bit of the conversation today is going to center around Devontae Davis. Is he coming back? What happened? What's he thinking? What's the deal? And there are going to be people that are going to wonder if Trevin Brazil is going to play on Wednesday night. That's a natural question, too. Tweaked his knee, didn't play in the second half at Ole Miss, didn't play on Saturday. Must said postgame, not close. So I don't know what that means in terms of Wednesday. Now, the Devo thing's a different matter. I'm going to play a, an exchange that happened in this press conference after the ball game. It's, it's, it's between Muss and, and Bob Holt of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I, it, it's, it's not a, there's not animosity there. I just think it, again, kind of gives you a little bit of insight into how this stuff works. And, and, and we'll play that right now. I'm just going to stick with Mike's thing. Thank you, Bob. Is the door open for him to come back? I'm, I'm just going to stick with Mike's thing. I, pr- I appreciate the job you got, and that's what it is. You know, the truth is, I don't know what the deal with Devo is. I will say this. If he's done, and I'm not convinced of that, just for the record, but if he is, I think above all other things, it'll be sad. You know, Devo's from Jacksonville. Devo's the last of a dying breed and a guy that, you know, goes to your school for four years and plays a pivotal role during his time there and doesn't leave and doesn't transfer and, you know, is still loved by the fans as Devo is. That's not going to happen a lot as we move forward in modern-day college basketball. Um, And if this is it – and I really, really hope it's not. I think it will be terribly unfortunate because uh, Devo's provided, number one, Razorback fans with a lot of great moments. But Razorback fans have provided Devo with a lot of things too. You know, Devo's a kid from Jacksonville, Arkansas. And like a lot of us 
who grew up in Arkansas. By comparison, I mean, you come out of nowhere. I mean, the odds were not in Devontae Davis's favor growing up in Jacksonville. He was not born on third base. And so for him to find something that he's good at, dive into it, become great at it, have his education paid for as a result of it, pick up some NIL money as a result of it. Arkansas has been good to Devontae Davis. And Devo, in turn, has provided Razorback fans with moments they'll never forget. This is not the way it needs to end, is what I'm saying. I don't know what Devo's situation is right now. I do know this, as someone who's uh, been around a while. Lots of times we make decisions in our lives that seem on the surface at the moment to appear logical. But five, ten years down the road, you look back and you realize that was really silly on my part. And sometimes these decisions, and if you're listening to this, you may have been involved in this kind of decision yourself. Sometimes you make decisions in life and there's no coming back from them. And unfortunately, sometimes we make these decisions when we are too young to fully understand the ramifications. And I'm just going to say it, Devo is way too young to understand the ramifications of what he's doing right now. I don't believe Devo was asked to leave. I don't believe Devo was kicked off the team. In fact, I know he wasn't. This is Devo's decision. And what goes into that decision, I don't know. It was a one-sentence statement saying Devo had stepped away from the basketball program. Obviously, obviously, that lends itself to a myriad of questions. And certainly that's happened over the last 24, 48 hours. Who knows if he'll be around Wednesday night? I don't know. I don't know if Trevin Brazil is going to play Wednesday night. But I do know that if they will take the effort that they played with on Saturday and they will display that effort again, I guess there's what, 11 more conference ball games now? If they'll display that type of grit and effort 11 times during the remainder of the regular season, I bet they win more than they lose. Now, that's a big if. They may not. Truthfully, there's nothing to indicate they will. There's really not other than just hope. You know, you hope that what you saw on Saturday in terms of effort can be bottled up and you hope you can travel with it this week. Um, you know, we're into a situation now in the season where people say, oh, it's a must game, it's a must game. We're, we're beyond that. We're beyond the must games, you know. Uh, oh, if, you know, they're going to get a win on the road and look good for the committee later on, you know, this is a must win. We're way past that right now. We just got to get a win, period. And um, then if you can string enough of those together, perhaps you get to a must game. Perhaps you get to a game that's that important. Right now, they're not at that point. They're 1-6 in the league, and they're staring two road games in the face this week. Missouri's 0-7. LSU's a lot better. LSU's a lot better. Arkansas's got to play there on Saturday. The good news for Arkansas is it's an early game. 
It's a very early game, 11 o'clock in the morning, as a matter of fact. But back to Debo. We're just going to have to see how this plays out. Maybe it'll play out this week. Maybe not. Maybe it'll extend beyond this week. I have no idea. Maybe he'll be back. Maybe he won't. Anyone that says they know right now, I'm not sure that they're doing anything other than, you know, maybe hedging their bets. This is not the way it should end. I'll just put it that way, and I think it would be very, very unfortunate for everybody if this is the closing chapter to his story at the University of Arkansas. It would be a bad ending. It would be a bad ending to a good movie. I hope that can be avoided. All right, before we move on, Buyers and sellers of homes, Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, is the name you need to remember. Lots of things are changing. It seems like every day we've, we've moved into the new year. There are all sorts of questions about interest rates, the housing market, what's going to happen over the next 12 months. When you partner with an agent from Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, I may not know what's going to happen, but I can guarantee you this, they will. They're going to have an idea. They're going to have a clue, and they're going to know exactly how it's going to affect you as a seller or a buyer. Location's got a lot to do with it, no doubt about it. They understand that. These are Northwest Arkansas people, Fort Smith people, Branson people. These are people that understand their backyard, and they know what it means when they talk to you about the area in which the home is located. And again, that's for buyers and sellers. Now, what I can tell you most about is my experience. I partnered with them multiple times to buy and sell. First time, second time, third time. It was different every time. And the thing that they do ultimately is get you from contract to close. You're going to have an open line of communication. Your questions are going to be answered. You're going to have a pro on your side of the table. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith. They are in Branson now. And you can always log on to WikerGriffin.com. Give me the hogs, Chuck. Give me the hogs, Chuck. Give me the hogs! Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's BL. EAV for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. More basketball. The Razorback women for the 11th straight time knock off Missouri's women. Fifth straight win up in Columbia. 67 to 58 was the final yesterday. Sailor Poffenbarger hit eight three pointers. Eight. She scored 24 points. She had nine rebounds. She's already the leading rebounder in the SEC, if you didn't know. Double-digit rebounds, it seems like, every time she plays. I guess she was so busy hitting threes yesterday, she could only get nine rebounds. She's a heck of a player. This is what she had to say about her game on the SEC Network. I just try to do the things that I can control, and uh, rebounding is one of those things. Um, I feel like defense... You know, sometimes you can't control if the ball goes in the basket. So this year I really tried to stay poised and just do the things that I have full control over, and that's rebound and hit open shots when my teammates find me, and that's all I can do. Razorback women 16-6 and six on the season now. They're a game above the 500 mark in conference play at 4-3. Goff, 
Fisher in trouble. Throws on the run. Incomplete. The Super Bowl matchup is set. San Francisco and Kansas City are going to play in two weeks in Las Vegas. Detroit had a chance. You heard the fourth down play right there. They're going to be talking about it from now, certainly through this week. And in Detroit, they'll probably be talking about it for a long, long time. If you listen to the morning rush earlier today, you know, I think it's indefensible that you go for it there on fourth down. I just think it's indefensible. And they didn't make it. San Francisco won the game, and it's on to the Super Bowl. I know this. You can go broke betting against Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you can absolutely go stone-cold broke betting against that guy. All week long, Baltimore's going to win. All season long, Baltimore was the team to beat. All season long, or at least during the latter half of the season, Lamar Jackson, runaway winner of the MVP. All you had to do was watch that game yesterday to see who the better quarterback was. Now, Lamar Jackson's the more spectacular quarterback. There's no question. He does things that others can't do. And by others, I mean like anybody on the face of the earth. He's that good. That first touchdown pass that he threw when he got away from that rusher and then just, I mean, threw a perfect ball to Zay Flowers in the end zone. I mean, that was just one of those bring you out of your recliner moments. But Mahomes was better over the course of a 60-minute ball game. That's why they're going to the Super Bowl. That's why Baltimore's not. San Francisco, week in, week out, better team than Detroit. Man, I was pulling for the Lions. I really disagree with what Dan Campbell did. But I like Dan Campbell. I think he's a good coach. If I was a football player, I'd want to play for him. Maybe they'll get back again. Maybe they won't. They had a great year. They They lived a charmed life at the end. But ultimately... Ultimately, I, I really think the two best teams are getting ready to play out in Las Vegas. I saw the Bet Saracen app has the Niners installed as a one-point favorite. That's basically a pick 'em ball game when you get right down to it. Speaking of the Bet Saracen app, if you've not downloaded it yet, you need to do so. If you're going to get ready for the Super Bowl. I punched it up a minute ago. I mean, there's over-unders, there's parlays, there's in-game. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff as it relates to the Super Bowl right now at the Bet Saracen app. Now, of course, we got a couple of former Razorbacks headed that way. Drake Greenlaw, Brandon Allen with the 49ers headed to the Super Bowl. I don't know if there's anything you can bet on. How many many snaps B.A. gets? Does B.A. get a snap? What's the over-under on Dre Greenlaw's tackles? I don't know, but I'll bet it's there on the Bet Saracen app. When you download it, you'll find out very quickly why it's Arkansas's favorite sports betting app, because it's Vegas, Arkansas style. There's a definite Arkansas flair, and you're going to see it very quickly when you download the app. They've got a how-to-play video. They'll get you ready to go with the Bet Saracen app. All right, it's going to be a busy week. Razorbacks are going to travel tomorrow. They'll play Missouri on Wednesday night at 7.30. 7.30 tip from uh, Mizzou on Wednesday night. Clearly, the Super Bowl is going to dominate a lot of the discussion this week. We'll see what's going on with Devo, TB, the whole deal. We'll pay attention to all of it. Hope you have a great week. We'll visit on Wednesday. Till then, thanks for listening. Subscribe to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. Go to hitthatline.com or search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts.
Don't forget to rate, review, and share. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.